17 Sivan, Yud Zayin Sivan. Tzaddik, his praise, 396. In Uman, he spoke about his opposition and the lies they had told about him. He said, as if complaining, Shall I then redeem them? He was quoting from the verse in Hosea 7.13, where the prophet complains that he wanted to act only for the good of Israel, but they told lies about him. Shall I then redeem them, seeing they have spoken lies against me? However, the Rebbe only quoted the first words of the verse, Shall I then redeem them? He sang the words in a sweet voice in the traditional chant of the books of the prophets. 397. Once he was speaking about his true level and the awesome sanctity he had attained. Suddenly he said, After these things and this truth came Sancherib. He was alluding to the verses in 2 Chronicles 32.1, which follow the account of the righteousness of King Hezekiah. Immediately afterwards, it is written, After these things and this truth came Sancherib. In other words, it was just because of the great heights of King Hezekiah's righteousness that Sancherib had to come, as it were, and Hezekiah suffered greatly because of him. We should no longer be surprised at the great opposition faced by true tzaddikim. 398. It was during Rabbi Nachman's lifetime that the decrees the Russian government was later to impose against the Jews first came under consideration. I heard that once the Rebbe referred to the rumors and said he might have been able to find some means of annulling the decrees. But what could he do, since there were others who would not agree with him? He quoted the passage in Tanit 14a, which recounts that in a period of calamity in the days of Rabbi Yehuda Nasiah, he decreed 13 fasts, but they were not answered. He wanted to declare more, but Rabbi Ami took issue with him. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda could not succeed Rabbi because Nachman's he lacked wisdom. support. His wisdom. 159. We were once in Zaslov after Shavuot, and the Rebbe complained to me, How is one worthy of being a Jew? See his pilgrimage to the Holy Land, number 33. I stood there dumbfounded. I knew the Rebbe's greatness and the unimaginable extent of his devotions. Yet here he felt as if he had not yet begun. The Rebbe replied, When I began serving God, I had no idea I would achieve what I did. There are things I know now that I did not even realize existed. I could not even begin to yearn to perceive what I now know. For I had no idea that such levels of understanding and knowledge even existed. Therefore, I did not have any concept of what to strive for. But the same thing is still true. Who knows what there is still to comprehend, what understanding there is still to perceive? Later, the Rebbe said, My only comfort is the fact that I spend the entire day the in Torah and book, prayer. Charity. A. 1. All the charity and kindness that the Jews do in this world creates advocates of merit and leads to great harmony between Israel and their Father in Heaven. 2-4. to four. Charity is so great that it hastens the final redemption, saves the giver from death, and enables one to receive the Divine Presence. 5-7. to seven. The giver of charity becomes a creditor for God, as it were. His fortune is enhanced, and he is called a perfect tzaddik. 8. Giving charity enables one to turn from evil ways. 9. It is a greater mitzvah to provide for those who occupy themselves with the study of Torah than to provide for those who do not. With regards to the letter of the law, however, no distinction should be made. 10. 
Removing a stolen object from a fellow Jew's possession is like giving charity. 11. Compromise is a form of judgment that contains the quality of charity. 1. Lesson number 183. 1. The tzaddikim of the generation sit in the form of a circle, and they are like a court of law with God as the head of their court. From these tzaddikim, judgment comes out to each and every person, either to the side of innocence or to the side of guilt. Similarly, these tzaddikim dispense livelihood to each and every person as it is appropriate for him. The most important thing is that there should be such great love among these tzaddikim that it is as if they actually see each other, even though they are not physically together. Lesson number 184 1. When a person speaks with his friend about the fear of God, even if his friend does not receive anything from him, nevertheless the person himself receives spiritual inspiration from his friend. The explanation of this is that when the words leave a person's mouth directed at his friend, the light of these words is reflected back to him. If he were to speak these same words to himself, it could very well be that they would not inspire him in the least. But since he spoke these words to someone else, even though his friend was not inspired by them, nonetheless, he himself is inspired by them because the words bounced back to him in the aspect of impacting, as when someone strikes or throws something against the wall, and that thing then returns to him. Lesson number 1885 1. The ultimate completeness is fear and awe of God. Now there are two kinds of fear. There are people who fear God because of His greatness and exaltedness, and because He is the master and controller of everything. By means of this type of fear, the holy name of the Holy One, blessed be He, is made complete. There is also a type of fear lower than this. This is when a person comes to fear and awe of God by way of lower fears. For instance, because he is afraid of some dangerous animal, or an authority, or some other thing which he fears is going to harm him, and as a result he remembers God and comes to fear Him. Through the second type of fear, influx of bounty is drawn into the world. It is necessary, however, to create a vessel in which to receive this bounty, and this vessel is formed by the yearning and the desire that a person has to travel to the true tzaddikim. Through this yearning, an impression of the vessel is formed, and subsequently, when the person actually comes to the tzaddik, then the vessel itself is made. Furthermore, the more a person must exert himself when he first begins to draw close to God, and the more barriers he breaks, the larger a vessel he creates. For example, when he faces barriers and opposition from his father, his father-in-law, his wife, or others like them, and he must struggle and toil and fortify himself tremendously in order to overcome them, he thereby creates a vessel in which he can receive holiness and purity later on. The greater his struggles and barriers, the greater the vessel that is formed for receiving holiness and purity, and for drawing close to God, when he finally succeeds in breaking those barriers. It is in this way that a person merits to attain fear and to elicit all good influx in the world, and he merits to complete God's holy name, because the ultimate completeness is achieved through Rabbi fear. Nachman's stories, The Seven Beggars I will tell you how people once rejoiced. There was once a king who had an only son. The king wanted to give over his kingdom to his son during his lifetime. On the day of his son's coronation, the king made a great ball. Whenever the king makes a ball, there is great rejoicing. But now, when the king was giving over the kingdom to his son during his lifetime, the rejoicing was immense. All the royal ministers, dukes, and officials were there, 
and they rejoiced greatly at this feast. Everyone in the land was also pleased by this. It was a great historic event that the king was giving the kingdom over to his son during his lifetime, and there was great rejoicing. There were all sorts of entertainment at the ball, such as bands, comedians, and the like, everything to make people rejoice. When the rejoicing reached its peak, the king stood up and said to his son, I am an expert in astrology, and I see that you are destined to lose your kingdom. When you lose power, be careful not to become depressed. You must remain joyful. If you are happy, then I will also be happy. But if you become sad, then I will still be happy, because you are no longer king. If you are not able to remain happy when you lose your royal power, then you are not fit to be a king. But if you remain happy, then I will be extremely happy. The king's son took over the kingdom with a firm hand. He appointed his own ministers, dukes, and officials, and set up his own letters. Year 1, letter number 173. I arrived here on Monday of Torah reading Mishpatim, and God in his compassion arranged it that I immediately met someone to bring the news of my arrival to Teplik. I sent them a letter with him that arrived there last Tuesday night. They all immediately were roused and did not sleep the rest of the night, which they spent talking about my situation. Two carriages left for here on Wednesday, and they arrived Wednesday night. Two more men from Teravitsa came on Thursday, as well as Reb Zalman the Shochet from the village. So all of us, along with our comrades who live here, were ready to go today to the Rebbe's gravesite, downcast, anguished, and broken-hearted. Then we received two letters, one from you and one from Breslov, from Reb Avraham Dov. There was also another letter from Reb Shmuel Weinberg to his father, Reb Avraham Weinberg of Uman, who was an influential person with the authorities. He is mentioned below. All of them, as you know, were replete with bitter, bitter cries. We went to the holy gravesite, and there we cried out in prayer to God loudly and bitterly, crying and weeping very much. The praying there was louder than our Kippur, and our pleas certainly went up to heaven. But we still need to pray a great deal, and each one of us must talk privately to his Creator very much. For we are in dire straits indeed, and we need great salvation and compassion. Even without this, every person needs much salvation to cure his soul's spiritual wounds and pains, which, as you know, are what a person really suffers from and what is really to be pitied. All the uproar and trouble has only come in order to awaken us and to rouse us from our sleep, as I have already written you and as you know for yourselves. The men from Teplik, my friends Reb Meir and Reb Nachman, the son-in-law of Reb Natanel, were here over Shabbat and stayed here until yesterday. We naturally spoke a great deal, and Rameir said that he has experienced a real arousal to God as a result of the Machloket. And it is really true, for thank God, he has changed for the better in a number of areas, and thank God I inspired him with what I said. He and his friends also inspired me a lot. Here we can see the wonders of God, for the Rebbe's candle will never go out. They will perish and a thousand like them, and not one of his holy words will miss its mark. He has finished, and he will finish. He even said, "God is finishing all the time." Sitzadik's letters, year two, letter number four twenty. The Rebbe speaks a great deal, for example, about the holiness of Pesach, as one of the three pilgrimage festivals, in lessons such as a field of knives, Lekutei Moran one thirty, blow the shofar one, Lekutei Moran two one, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you, Lekutei Moran two four. <laughs> 
Besides this, he speaks about Pesach alone in the lesson discussed above, which begins with the trumpets, on the matter of guarding against the fermentation of the mind, and the Lesson 9 Rectifications, Lekutei Moran 1, 20, 10, discusses the Haggadah reading, which serves to rectify the covenant as well as the four cups of wine on Seder night. There is also the Lesson I mentioned above, Lekutei Moran 2, 74, which teaches that Purim is a preparation for Pesach, and there are many other lessons as well. The same thing applies to Sukkot, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and so on, each of which the Rebbe discusses many times both in a general way and in connection with their various details. So it is with the rest of the commandments too, as anyone familiar with his holy books is aware. Ashrenu, happy are we, how good is our portion. May we just merit to observe and to study each of these teachings at its appropriate time and season. May we study the laws of Pesach before Pesach, to express ourselves before God prior to Pesach, that we will merit to draw close to Him through the holiness of Pesach, and through the deep advice contained in these teachings, which speak about Pesach. May we do the same for all the holy festivals. There is no time to continue. What is more, I am suffering terribly right now over my grandson, Nachman, may he live, who is sick in bed. May God quickly heal him. I must go to visit him now. May God, who is full of compassion, the creator of cures, quickly heal him and give him back his full strength right away. Salvation is in God's hands. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, Nasan of Breslot Hatzadikim, Rishonim Vachronim, earlier and later codifiers, 11th century till today. Rabbi Klonimus Ish Romi, Rabbi Nugershom Maor Hagola, Rabbi Shmuel Hakohen Bar Chafni, Rabbi Yosef Ben Kikatila, Rabbi Natan Baal Haaruch, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yehuda Ben Giut, Rabbi Nushimon Bar Yitzchak. Rabbeinu Yehuda HaGadol, the first of those martyred, sanctifying Hashem's name. Rabbeinu Yehuda HaKoin, Rabbeinu Eliyahu HaZakin, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi of Rashi, Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi Yakar, Rabbi of Rashi, Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi of Rashi, Rabbi Moshe HaDarshan, Rabbi of Rashi, Rabbi Yehuda Bar Barzilai Barceloni, Rabbi Yosef Tov Elam, Rabbi Zerach Halevi, Rabbi Moshe HaAnav, Rabbi Moshe ben Yosef ben Maran HaLevi, Rabbi Levi, nephew of Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Avraham bar Yitzchak, Rabbi Meshulam bar Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Avraham bar Rabbi Dawud HaLevi, martyred on sanctifying Hashem's name, Rabbi Yosef bar Meir ibn Migash, Rabbi Shimon HaGadol, Rabbi Elazar bar Rabbi Meshulam, Rabbi Elazar bar Rabbi Meir bar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rashi, Rabbi Shlomo Yarchi bar Yitzchak mi Trivavash, Rabbeinu Meir, son-in-law of Rashi, his sons, Rabbi Shmuel, Rashbam, Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbi Yaakov Tam, Rivam, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbeinu Yehuda Bar Natan, son-in-law of Rashi, Rabbeinu Ephraim, son-in-law of Rashi, Rabbeinu Shemaria, Rabbeinu Baruch Bar Shmuel Mimagensa, Rabbi Simcha Diviv Tera, Rabbi Shimon Mishantz, Ra'avad Harishon, Rabbi Avraham Bar David Dawud, mentioned earlier, Rabbi Chaim Cohen, student of Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbi Natan al-Hakadosh, Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Simcha Divivtera, Baal HaTosvot Ri HaZokein, his son Rabbi Noel Hanan, Rabbi Shimshon Mishantz Rabbi Avraham, Rabbi Hananel, Rabbi Yaakov Orleans, Rabbi Yitzchak Alfasi Harif, Rabbi Moshe Ben Maimon Harambam, Rabbi Avraham Bar David Haravad Baal HaHasagot, Rabbi Moshe Bar Nachman Harambam. Prayer number five. 
Help us celebrate the fast of the holy and awesome Yom Kippur in complete holiness and purity. May we then repent completely and weep out of joy and gladness in your great name. May we confess before you with every sort of confession and detail all of our transgressions, sins, and iniquities to you and regret them greatly from the depth of our heart with absolute truth. May we abandon them absolutely and resolve in truth and with a full heart never to commit them again under any circumstances and never return to any foolishness. If we have acted foolishly, may we not continue to do so. In your great compassion, forgive us. Grant atonement for all of our transgressions, sins, and iniquities that we have committed before you. In your compassion, rectify all of the seals of holiness. Place us, your nation, the house of Israel, like a seal upon your heart, like the seal upon your arm. Seal us for a good, long life and peace, for true life, a life in which we will truly do your will. Seal us in the book of true tzaddikim. The Rectifications of Sukkot Help us celebrate the holy festival of Sukkot with great holiness and purity and with intense joy and gladness in your great and holy name. May we be happy and rejoice in your salvation. May we be only joyous on the holy days of Sukkot, the season of our joy, to celebrate and rejoice with all our might. Help us fulfill the mitzvah of Sukkah and the four species with great joy, with all of its details, particulars, intentions, and the 613 commandments that are dependent on it. In the merit of the holy mitzvah of Sukkah, may we rectify and strengthen the holy angel and attain a dream by means of an angel on pure foods without any admixture of dross whatsoever. May food not harm us at all, and may all of our dreams be established for us for the good. In the merit of the holiness of Shmini Atzeret, rectify the judgment of holiness. In this way, rescue us always from the blemish of the covenant and from a nocturnal emission, heaven forbid. May the holy drop be received and held in great holiness in accordance with your goodwill. May it never be destroyed, heaven forbid. Students of the True Tzaddikim, guard us and rescue us from unfit rabbis and judges. Nullify their power and governance in the world. In your vast compassion, have pity on us. May we and the entire Jewish people merit worthy rabbis and judges who will establish our religion properly, who will judge us with an ultimately true judgment so that we will truly attain the rectification of judgment and we will truly rectify the covenant completely on all levels in accordance with your good will. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Fulfill all of our requests for the good, whether you treat us as sons or as servants. If as sons, have compassion on us as a father upon sons, and if as servants, our eyes are turned to you, until you will be gracious and bring our judgment to light, you who are awesome and holy. In your great compassion, give us a true rabbi and leader. In your vast compassion, help us come close to true tzaddikim, who have a worthy yeshiva with worthy students in accordance with your goodwill. May I also be included in the holy yeshivot of true tzaddikim, among their worthy students. Through the holy yeshivot of the true tzaddikim, may we gather and rectify all of the elements of holy faith. May we truly attain complete faith. May the verse be realized in us. Thus said Hashem, I have recalled the kindness of your youth, the love of your nuptials, how you followed me in the desert in an unsown land. May our minds be rectified by the true tzaddikim who will shine the holiness of their holy consciousness into us. They will teach us knowledge and understanding and the way of judgment. 
They will reveal to us the ways of your kindness, strengthen us in your service, purify our hearts to truly serve you, and gladden our feeble souls. We have no one on whom to rely except the true tzaddikim. We connect all of our prayers and our service to them. Hashem, please act for the sake of the true tzaddikim. Give us true, complete, and simple faith without any crookedness at all. Never drive us away from faith, heaven forbid, even for a moment.